Blog Talk Radio. What you are about to hear is part two of a two-part episode of The Invisible World, where we discuss mysterious, unexplained broadcasts from around the world. If you haven't heard part one yet, please click the link in the show notes, or check it out on iTunes, Blog Talk, and all the usual places. And remember to keep your finger near the volume dial, as some of these clips are rather shocking. Also, if your device still has a dial on it to control volume, you may be a time traveler. In which case, please send me some ecto-cooler. I miss ecto-cooler. Enjoy the show. To lighten the mood, well, I guess it's not really lightening the mood, here's another one, which uses Looney Tunes character Yosemite Sam as its repeating message. And it's a fairly eerie one. This is a U.S. number station, for lack of a better term. First started transmitting in uh, December of 2004 from uh, Laguna Indian Reservation near Albuquerque, New Mexico. Transmission was uh, an 800-millisecond burst of compressed data, which could include anything from pictures to video or instructions, followed by the voice of the cartoon character Yosemite Sam, which you'll hear right now. Now the cycle repeated itself three times over two minutes. To date, no one has been able to decipher the transmission, which ceased broadcasting in 2005. Short but sweet. Now you Wilco fans will love this next one, Yankee Hotel Foxtrot. It's not just a fantastic album, shout out to the Burks, but also an alleged numbers station. Check it out. known as E-10 was run by Israeli intelligence and originated from Tel Aviv. Broadcasting since the 1960s, E-10's transmissions were heard 24 hours a day, seven days a week. They consisted of a woman's voice reading the phonetic alphabet. In 2010, the broadcast became less frequent and finally stopped altogether on March 1, 2011. And for the record, Wilco did in fact name their band after a segment of this transmission. Let's get weird again. The Southern Television Broadcast, otherwise known as Vrilon Ashtar. This is one that is near and dear to me. It's actually one of the first mysterious broadcasts that ever got my attention. I remember listening to this back in the early days of the Internet and thinking, what if? Basically, it purports that aliens interrupted the BBC on November 26, 1977. 
Viewers of Britain's ITV Evening News were startled by this eerie transmission that jammed the signal. Vrillon of the Ashtar Galactic Command had an urgent message for the people of Earth. A message of both great hope and dire warning. I'm just going to let it roll. This is pretty cool. I'm just going to let it roll. This is a lot of fun. The Rhodesian nationalist leader, Bishop Abel Muzareba, has accepted Mr. Smith's offer to negotiate an internal settlement based on one man, one vote. But, he says, there are conditions. These include stopping the execution of all captured prisoners of war. In Australia, Mr. Perry Packer's cricketers are still pleading the high court decision. This is the voice of Allah, representative of the Ashtar Galactic Command, speaking to you. For many years, you have seen us as lights and sparrows. We speak to you now. You said you must be helped out to your brothers and sisters all over this, your planet Earth. We come to you of the destiny of your race and your world so that you may look to your fellow beings across the state to avoid the disaster which threatens your world and the beings on other worlds around you. This signal that you may share in a great awakening as the planet passes into a new age of Aquarius. The new age can be a time of great peace and liberation for your race, but only if your rulers are made aware of safety, forces that can overthrow their judgments. Be still now and wait, or your chance may not come again. All your weapons of evil must be removed. The time of the conflict is now past, and the race of which you are a part may proceed to the higher stages of its evolution if you show yourselves worthy to do this. You have but a short time to learn to live together in peace and goodwill. Small groups all over the planet are learning this, and exist to pass on the light and adorning new age to you all. Many go as wide as well. Then they run out. Here now, the voice of Rimon, representative of the Ashtar Galactic Command, speaking to you. Be aware also that there are many false habits and guides that are operating on your own. They will suck your energy from you, the energy you call money, and will put it to evil ends, giving you worthless costs in return. But in your divine self, to protect you from this, you must be able to be sensitive to the voice of him, but can tell you what you can do. Ingredients. 
We understand that viewers in some parts of the region are receiving a breakthrough in sound. We're sorry about this, and we're doing our best to rectify the fault. Finally, back home, engineers are trying to trace the source of what they call a rogue transmission, which lasted about six minutes during ITN's early evening news bulletin. It affected viewers in the Berkshire and Hampshire areas served by the Hannington transmitter. They heard a voice which cut across what I was reading. The voice said, Earthlings, Lay down your arms. This is a message from outer space. Well, thousands of viewers later phoned Southern Television, the police, and ITN here. A spokesman for the Independent Broadcasting Authority said, this is the first incident of its kind in Britain. Winchester Police said some people were frightened by the hoax message. They said they sent an officer to calm down one woman. Well, I hope nothing's interrupted this bulletin wherever you are this evening. From all of us here, good night. Independent Radio News at 12, David Geary. The Independent Broadcasting Authority is at a loss to explain the mysterious message that broke into a southern television news broadcast. The slow, deep voice proclaimed, in part, all your weapons of evil must be destroyed. You only have a short time to learn to live in peace. The station was immediately besieged by worried telephone callers demanding an explanation. But as the information officer for the Broadcasting Authority, John Ginnery, says, there could be several different causes of the message. Well, we don't, we don't know for sure that it was a pirate call. We know that there were some voices over saying certain things of which we haven't got an exact record. Uh, we've had a lot of accounts, obviously. A lot of people have been phoning us and, and other people about it. We simply don't know what it was. Um, 
broadcasts, of course, are monitored at, a, at an operations centre, but there there was simply a mumble and uh, there was some picture distortion. Uh, we had a lot of reports in, but as I say, we, we simply don't know what it was. Independent Radio News, it's three minutes past twelve. Now, I will say... It's pretty fantastic that the aliens happen to have a British accent when interrupting a British station. But heck, it got people looking up. But before we move past British science fiction, I want to include what I think is one of the greatest TV hackings in history. Not only because they interrupted an episode of Doctor Who, a Tom Baker episode, mind you, but that they did so while wearing a rubber Max Headroom mask with matching background. Check it out. Oh, look after the young lady. Right, you are. Know. This is quite a piece for me, miss. Is it? Oh, don't touch that piece, miss. Oh, yes, it's a lonely life up in the lighthouse, you see. I get, I go out sometimes and talk to the seals, you know, uh, just to get a change from Reuben and Ben. Seals are animals? Oh, yes. That is stupid. You should talk often with the old ones of your tribe. That is the only way to learn. I'll get you a hot drink, miss. I can tell a massive electric shock, he died instantly. The generator? Were oh, you always so careful? It was very dark. We had a lantern. Oh, I don't believe it. Vince, you'd better go and tell old Ruben what's happened. I do not believe the machine killed him. I mean, imagine how hilarious that would have been. Also, how terrifying, I guess, that it would have been. You're sitting in your living room in 1987, and suddenly Doctor Who is interrupted by the cyberpunk joker of modern pop culture getting spanked with his pants down while screaming. It was crass, it was pretty intense, and it remains a mystery to this day. Now, I do want to make a special mention here of the most famous mysterious transmission of sorts, the WOW signal is the name given to a strong, narrow-band radio signal detected by Jerry R. Eamon, 
On August 15, 1977, while he was working on the SETI project at the Big Ear Radio Telescope of Ohio State University. At that point, it was at Ohio uh, Wesleyan University, Perkins Observatory in Delaware, Ohio. Basically, hinting that an intelligence was sending a transmission to Earth. I tell you, between Vrillon and the wow signal and a little movie about a war amongst the stars, 1977 was a pretty big year. Something else happened that year, too. That's escaping me. But we are way short on time here, so just one more mystery. Finally, and most spookily, is the one that freaks me out today as an adult. It has been nicknamed the Whale Song, or the Backwards Music Station. It was found on various frequencies in the shortwave band until about 2004, with the transmissions apparently coming from both the United States and in England. There are debates whether the station is some complex form of communication known as Lincolnplex, or whether it's simply feedback from naval transmitters. Others still think that this may indeed be feedback, but from nothing as mundane as humans. Despite the debate, the sounds are rather unearthly. Check it out. Go back and listen to it again uh, after the show. See if you can't hear it. 
it almost sounds like something that they've mixed for a, a modern-day movie about alien abductions. Very creepy. But a great note to end on here, because we are out of time. We might wind things down here with tonight's final thought. That didn't need to keep it sound out of space, did not it? Did you hear that? That whistling sound? Fit one more in there. You just heard part of the missing audio from Apollo 10's loop around the far side of the moon. It was just released a few weeks ago. The sounds were described as music from the dark side of the moon. Clearly making the reference. So, a mainstream media website, I'm not going to say a name right now, reported this the other day, and an old friend of mine tagged me in this shared link online. Now, first of all, this is amazing. Even if the phenomenon were completely explained away, which it is not, it is still mysterious and inspiring. Now, the anchors who reported this not only downplay its significance, blathering on to each other about how it wasn't music enough for them, but one voice towards the end suggests that it might just be space wind. Space wind. Wind in space. Now, before you go on starting to think of grandiose explanations involving a steady flow of charged particles inside a celestial body's magnetosphere, this is not what this woman meant. She was clearly talking about the sound of wind, as though through a cracked window or the branches of a tree. Yeah. So it goes without saying that this is a statement that any third-grade student is capable of correcting, but that's not the point. She could have been trying to be funny, which is almost worse than how it marginalizes the story itself. But assuming these anchors are just dim and not actively neutering the wonder of this story, my knee-jerk reaction upon seeing this particular retelling of this news item, one which had been circling at least a day before this site reported it, mind you, my first impression was that they should really require their anchors to do even the tiniest amount of research before talking to the world about something. Open a Wikipedia page, at least. If you get bored, at least skim the first paragraph. That said, I'm getting riled up here, this is indicative, to me, of a larger problem. These are the people that we trust to tell us how the world works. These are the folks who we depend on so that we can, in turn, formulate our own opinions about important matters, like who should be the next leader of the free world, or which fast food chain has the most actual food in its products. But, space wind. I want you all to consider this. Whenever you're in a conversation, or just with your own thoughts, if you get information from only one news source, then your opinions may be based on, or involving, information that has been provided to you with just as much care, with just as much research, or worse, with purposeful and or careless inaccuracies. Please remember Space Wind. Put it on a post-it, stick it to your laptop. Now going off of this, now going off this, I actually noticed a frightening trend in the network I was talking about and others. They seem to treat space news with just about the same seriousness as UFO sightings from the early 90s. They're fluff pieces. Space exploration in certain major media outlets are fluff pieces. And that's what this was. 
Remember, this is one of the big guys that I'm talking about. Not just the Wendy Williams show or some other editorial piece. No hate towards Wendy. We love you. Now, last year, and I probably complained about this on the show, I remember one anchor jokingly saying, I thought we didn't have a space program anymore, in regards to a story about a resupply mission to the International Space Station. This is not just irresponsible, but potentially extremely detrimental to the next generation of explorers, adventurers, scientists, and makers. So clearly I took notes on this final thought at the height of my anger over the issue. Well, I should say my impassioned resistance to this mode of news reporting. So what can we do? The only thing we can do. Speak up about it. Don't limit your exposure to current events to only one news source, including this one. Try to entertain things you don't normally agree with. They're doing stunts like this to get people to pay attention to them, and only them. Broaden your horizons. Heck, don't only listen to The Invisible World. Check out other shows. And please, 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 if you have any young people in your life, take them to a planetarium. Tell them about the amazing things that we're doing in both the space industry and regarding the wondrous things we take for granted that were born out of that industry. Stay positive. Get excited. Otherwise, you may get so jaded you might miss something. And always remember, Space Wind. And that is just about going to do it for this episode of The Invisible World. Angrier than I usually am in that one. Thanks to Trash80 for the intro and outro music. Big thanks to Paranormal A up in Canada for carrying us and sending us around the world. And to everyone else who mirrors the show around the web. Quick note here, the good folks over at Paranormal A had their yearly awards, and I was voted the host of the year. So I just want to say one more time to you guys listening, thank you, thank you so much. This was awesome. Uh, it's going to take another opportunity to say thank you uh, to everyone who voted, everyone who listens, everyone for everything you do. Awesome. Keep an eye out for Spirits and Spirits, Episode 11, where we'll talk to a mixologist extraordinaire and discuss several first-hand Bigfoot sightings in the Detroit metro area. Not even kidding. Next on The Invisible World, for the first time, Terry Koenig comes on the program with his own series of stories about happenings that he's never talked about on the radio before a series of hauntings at the house he recently moved from, which he is just now willing to talk about on the air and doing so on this show. So stay tuned. Thank you to everyone here and everyone out there. This has been The Invisible World. I'm Frank Tadaro reminding you to be good to each other and keep looking forward.